You are listening to the Courageous Living Podcast with certified life coaches and ministry leaders, Sarah Tolbert and Heidi McLean. The Courageous Living Podcast is about you and how you can live courageously in spite of fear and past experiences. Their goal is to empower you with knowledge, skills, and techniques they share with their clients to help you live a more joyful, purposeful, and fulfilling life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Courageous Living Podcast. Sarah and I are excited to have you join us today. Courageous Living is about moving forward despite adversity or feeling afraid. It's about being willing to take a risk, stepping outside your comfort zone, and becoming the best version of you. And we're here to help you do just that. At the beginning of each episode, Sarah and I will be sharing something that happened the past week that gave us a sense of accomplishment or fulfillment, and we're going to call it our win. It's a way to help break the ice and give you a sneak peek into our lives and let you see what motivates us. Following our win, we'll talk about the topic for this week, and at the end, we will wrap it up with a challenge just for you so that you too can have a win of your own for the week. Sarah, do you wanna go first? What was your win? Sure, I'll go first. So mine was spending good quality time with my family. I always have the best intentions of making time with my family, yet somehow something else always pops up and I choose that as my priority. And then I'll tell my family, well, later, we can do it later, we'll connect later. Later usually doesn't happen or it happens too late, then the family doesn't take me for my word that we'll spend time together. And this time was different. I chose to make them my priority and do what I said I was going to do. And not only were they able to trust my word, but I felt a sense of peace and calm knowing that I put them first. Though as usual, other things did come up, but I just put it on the back burner and we played video games and we watched one of my favorite shows as a kid, Little House on the Prairie. We played cards and we just really enjoyed each other's company. So it was really nice. That was definitely a win. That is awesome. I love Little House on the Prairie. And right now you could uh, do a family event and go to Target and get dresses because they have them all in stock. (laughs) (laughs) We are a step ahead of you, lady, because my middle daughter was Laura Ingalls for Halloween. So she is all set. But yeah, maybe the rest of us should go get one. (laughs) Just make sure your husband doesn't make you call him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny. My middle daughter, she calls me Ma and she wants me to call her half pint. So (laughs) that's our thing now. so cute. I love that. Yeah. fun. That's great. Love that. You're making so many fun memories. Yeah. Well, um, my win this week was listening to what some may call intuition, others a gut feeling, but what I call it is the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I had had planned a trip out of town to attend my best friend's wedding, and not only was I there as a guest, but I was scheduled to do her hair and makeup. Well, a couple of days prior to the wedding, an unexpected expense popped up, And I knew if I paid it, I wouldn't have the funds necessary to do my trip because I didn't budget for both. And my first thought, like most people would be, okay, I'll wait till the following week and I'll address the surprise expense then. But I felt really strongly that I should take care of it immediately. And it shocked me because I knew if I did, it could hinder my ability to attend my friend's wedding because I hadn't budgeted to do both. And so I thought, gosh, what am I smoking or what? Um, You know, we had been quarantined, there'd been other expenses with my son leaving for a two-year mission, but I kept having the feeling that I need to take care of this expense. So I swallowed my pride and I did it. I paid it. 
And then a couple of days later, the morning we were going to leave for the wedding, as soon as I woke up, an image popped into my head of an envelope that I had tucked away in my nightstand. And it was then that I remembered that over the past few months, I had been putting money away for a rainy day. And also I remembered that I had received a bonus from a side business that I do. And with the rainy day money and the bonus, it covered more than the cost of the bill I had paid and actually even covered unexpected expenses on the trip for the wedding. And it was definitely a God moment. And I'm so grateful that I listened. It made the trip even that much more special because it was an opportunity that God gave me to say to me and to show me, you can trust me and I've got your back. And, you know, the timing couldn't be more perfect because today we're going to talk about trusting ourselves and having our own backs through self-forgiveness. What is self-forgiveness? Well, self-forgiveness, it enables you to separate who you are from the mistakes that you've made. Um, It's acknowledging that you are flawed and that you've made poor choices and that the impact of your choices may have caused harm to yourself and to others. It's also making the conscious choice to treat yourself with compassion, with dignity and understanding so that you can learn from your experiences, take responsibility for your choices and make amends where possible and to make positive changes and move forward as a result. You know, with self-forgiveness, we need to acknowledge our feelings. When we ignore our emotions, um, not only will it lead to regret, it will make self-forgiveness next to impossible. Um, I said this previously, but one of my favorite Dr. Phil quotes is, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And so really acknowledging your feelings is key. You have to address your feelings in order to work through them. And if you avoid this step, you will stay stuck and you will be unable to move forward. You know, so many times we shy away from this step because it causes us pain or remorse. And also because we have a tendency to be overly self-critical and judgmental of ourselves, you know, and then that leads to shame and then more blame and then spirals into more pain. And then we want to avoid it even more. And this endless cycle leads to depression, anxiety. Self-forgiveness is also, I mentioned briefly before, it's about making amends to others, taking whatever steps are necessary to correct or make a situation that you created or harmed others better in some way. Yeah, that's so true. That's so good. You know, a lot of times too, we find a reason why we don't forgive ourselves. Like there's some reason that we can't seem to do that. And one of those is guilt. Perhaps we didn't repent. We feel bad about a choice that we made, yet we choose not to ask for forgiveness of others. If we can, or we can ask the Lord, the universe, whatever you believe in, then we release ourselves to forgive others. This is actually a really good emotion to have because it can serve as the conviction we need in order to change the way that we behave to a healthier way. It motivates yeah. us. Yeah, it motivates us to improve our responses to people and circumstances. And guilt is more about the thing we did or the circumstance we put ourselves in. Shame, on the other hand, is another reason. But this, on the other hand, is not as self-serving as guilt is. This is because it's more about who we are as a person. And we can belittle ourselves and shame ourselves into a corner. This is not good for our emotional health or those around us. And it's best to identify the cause of shame rather than going straight to the blame because you feel bad. Additionally, it's important not to blame yourself for something out of your control.
control that led to something bad happening. It's not your responsibility to carry the shame for something you did not do. For example, I have a client that fought so hard for her marriage to work, but she realized it was highly toxic and she could no longer take his emotional abuse. She desperately wanted to leave and she knew it was the healthiest choice for herself and her children. However, her husband continued to threaten her that if she left, he would harm himself and it would be her fault. She felt shame thinking that it was her fault he felt this way, and it would be her fault if she left and he followed through with her threats. This is what's going on in her mind. But wow. after working through this with me, she decided that she was not responsible for his behavior or threats. She reconciled that he was an adult and he had a choice to make too, get healthy or not. He chose not to, and she left. She no longer carried the shame. She no longer attacked her own character and began to see her worth. She had set a boundary and only took ownership for what belonged to her, which was her safety and her emotional health and that of her family. He moved out, and she now serves with her community, working with empowered, battered women. That's awesome. Right? That's incredible. I love right. that. Yeah. So now I want to talk about too what forgiveness or self-forgiveness is not. Like unforgiveness of others, it's not letting yourself off the hook for your mistake. It's giving yourself an opportunity to move forward and grow from it. You're letting yourself out of the emotional prison so that you can grow and make changes in your life. And from a spiritual and biblical standpoint, we're not instructed to forgive ourselves as we are to forgive others. Instead, we're to ask God to forgive us. That's because God forgave us through the sacrificial forgiveness of our sins through Christ Jesus. So he no longer remembers our sin, as it says in Jeremiah 31, 34. So while self-forgiveness may not be a biblical directive, I do believe it's a personal one. When our emotions get the best of us because we something we did, it's very easy for us to carry shame and guilt. And yes. in this case, I think it's beneficial to offer forgiveness to ourselves. It's not holding yourself to the event by repeating it over and over again in your mind, but it's continuously acknowledging that you have reconciled the issue and have forgiven yourself. And if it keeps resurfacing, simply find the meaning. What does it mean to you? Discover why you're unable to forgive and release yourself. And just like with forgiveness of others, each day you forgive again and again and again, as many times as it takes. I love that. You know, self-forgiveness is something that I've struggled with over the years, especially with the years following my divorce from my children's father. In my marriage, I experienced physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial abuse. And I walked away from that situation completely broken, living with depression and also PTSD. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, individuals who are suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder, when triggered, have either a fight, flight, or freeze response. And in my case, my response was a fight response. So what that meant is if I was triggered, my brain literally would take over and I would begin to yell and to verbally fight. And I would do this over the most inconsequential things. What did your brain say to you like whenever that happened? Because that happens a lot to people with PTSD. Well, my brain would say, okay, the danger's over. Mm. And then I'd think about what happened. And I felt an extraordinary amount of shame and guilt. And I was frustrated that I felt so completely out of control because under normal circumstances, I could keep my composure. Mm. 
Yeah. And in these situations, it was clear that reaction was not warranted. And so after the incidents, I could look back and see the negative effect it was having specifically on my children. And in all honesty, I could see that it was verbal abuse. Mm. And I didn't know how to get out of the cycle. And when I considered my options, uh, the most viable option for my family was for me to get help and to heal from my PTSD to stop this behavior. But in the interim, I just could not look myself in the mirror because I was feeling the shame and guilt for doing this. My children did not deserve this. They deserved better, whether it was part of a mental health condition or not. So I had to stop and really look at how not forgiving myself was serving me. Mm. And I realized it wasn't. Yeah. My depression and anxiety continued. I felt more stressed because I was in a constant state of panic, feeling like I had to in some way make up for it with my children, but nothing seemed good enough. And then I felt like I wasn't good enough. And round and round and round in that cycle, I went. It wasn't doing me any favors, and it certainly wasn't doing my children any favors. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is when I chose to forgive myself. When I realized that forgiveness was not about giving me a free pass for poor behavior, that I could still forgive myself and still hold myself accountable, it made more sense to me because verbally abusing somebody is never okay, right? Right. (laughs) So forgiving myself was about not living in past moments. It was giving myself permission to let go and to focus on living in the present. It was unburdening myself. Forgiving myself was admitting what I'd done wrong, making different choices so I don't make those choices again, and getting the help that I needed. It was about making restitutions that I had hurt to the best of my ability. And it was about untethering myself from the past so I could become the person that I wanted to be. Yes. And I was still accountable for changing my behavior. And as I forgave myself, the really cool thing is it freed up my energy to stop living in guilt. And I had the energy to start living in love. And love is what my children deserved and needed the most. Yeah. And honestly, by being freed from forgiving myself and healing from the post-traumatic stress disorder and those triggers, it's what actually led me to become a certified life coach that specializes in healing trauma, depression, and PTSD. And I love that my experience and my training has given me the tool to help others heal. I love seeing the healing and joy that my clients experience when they forgive themselves and now can move forward. Yeah, it's so rewarding when, when they're able to do that. I love that. So how do we forgive ourselves? You know, we have to focus on our emotions. When we don't acknowledge or focus our emotions, like I said before, we get stuck. And this is really key, and it sounds might be surprising to some, but you have to acknowledge your mistake out loud, not just in our heads. When we give a voice to our thoughts and our emotions, we can free ourselves from some of the burdens. Our brain when we hear our own voice out loud, does an amazing thing. It actually broadens our understandings, it gives clarity, and it begins to give us rational thought. And it removes self-judgment because we have a gut response to our words. And we need to also apologize and make amends where possible. This will also help you release the burden that you've been carrying and help repair relationships because it will open them up to communication again. Think of an experience as a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block. What did you learn from your experience? What will you do differently if put in a similar situation? How are you different now because of it? 
also try and hush your inner critic. Instead of shaming and blaming yourself, as you mentioned before, you have to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. The same grace you give when you forgive other people. So many times we are quick to forgive somebody else or think, oh, that's no big deal. But then we carry this burden on ourselves and hold ourselves to a higher standard than everybody else. When really we are equal to the same amount of grace. Yeah. Look at yourself objectively. Write a list of all your positive qualities and the things that you do right. So many times we hyper-focus on the 2% we've done wrong and not put it into context of the 98% we do that's right. And when you make a list of what you did right, it helps your mind put the situation in context and it will also free yourself up from shame and blame. And this is going to sound weird, but one tool is to take your own advice. Mm -hmm. Ask a friend, partner with you. Tell them the situation and then have them act out that situation or repeat the situation as if it were happening to them. What advice would you give them? When we take our emotion out of the situation, it's easier to find a solution and forgive ourselves. And again, because it's so easy for us to find grace for others, that naturally comes when you take this approach. And then make a list of things you need to let go of. What have you done that you're holding on to? Forgive yourself for one thing at a time as you go through your list and let it go, not just in that moment, but forever. That's so good. And I'm so glad you shared your story about the post-traumatic stress disorder. I definitely don't think you're alone in that. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. So I'm super glad you shared that because I think a lot of people don't understand that that warrants self-forgiveness too, because we can beat ourselves up for so long and hang on to stuff that we don't need to hang on to anymore. So girl, I commend you for sharing that. So yeah, so self-forgiveness, man, it's such a beautiful and healthy way to show yourself compassion and love like you did with your PTSD. It's reclaiming your beliefs about yourself and not beating yourself up anymore. It's owning your mistake, forgiving yourself, of your errors and moving forward in a new and healthy way. You deserve to be at your best. And when you can let go of your offenses, you have the opportunity to be the best version of yourself, the one that you desire the most. Yeah. And I promise as you begin to practice self-forgiveness, you will notice feeling lighter, more freedom, less anxiety, less depression. And you'll actually want to practice self-forgiveness on a regular basis because it will help you continue to feel better, maintain relationships, and maintain your emotional health. So your challenge this week is to pick just one thing to forgive yourself for. It can be anything, big or small, but choose something that you frequently think about and give yourself permission to leave it in the past where it belongs. Thanks so much for joining us and listening. Thank you for listening today. Like and follow Sarah and Heidi on their Facebook page, Tolbert and McLean Coaching, and share with them your stories, thoughts about today's episode, and let them know what topics you'd like for them to discuss. If you have any questions for Sarah and Heidi, or would like to schedule a coaching session, you can email them at Coaching at gmail.com. See you next week.